from the USA Today Network. Welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. And that's right. It's time for another edition of The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast, along with Steve Edelson. I'm Chris Eisman. And Steve, we thought that Michigan game was going to be a tough one for Rutgers, and it ended up being one, although there was a moment where it seemed like maybe, just maybe, the impossible could happen. Well, let me tell you, when Max Melton blocked that punt and Rutgers tied the game at 7-7, that was as loud as as I've heard that place in a while. Uh, so contrast that with the second half, you know, which was a real gut punch. Um, but listen, there's still meaningful games to go, and, and here we are. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I think that that game – it was it's such a cliche to say, but it, it was a tale of two halves, right? I mean, Rutgers came out, they really, you know, the defense was playing well, swarming Michigan, you know, flying around, making big plays, and you know, limiting them as much as I thought they could at that point in the game. And, you know, I remember at halftime kind of looking at you saying, Is this gonna happen? Like, is this really gonna, you know, and then in the second half, it just, you know, everything obviously changed and every and it flipped. And Gavin Wimsett obviously struggled in that third quarter with the three interceptions. And I think that when you look at what he was able to do in the first half, you know, making some big throws to Sean Ryan, um, you know, I thought he looked poised. I thought he looked confident against a really good defense in Michigan. And I, and we don't, we've talked about it a lot that when you're playing a young quarterback, he just turned 19, he's going to make some mistakes. This is going to be, you know, while you will see the talent, the flip side of that is you're going to see those mistakes and, the interceptions. And that is an area that, you know, he has to correct and he has to, you know, get better at because, you know, moving forward, you know, that's really going to cost Rutgers. I still, I think that he can learn from them, but we're seeing right now so much of what we talked about in previous weeks that yes, we are getting a glimpse of the future, but the present is going to be a little bit rocky. Well, and I think it really sets the drama for these next few weekends because Clearly, Wimsett is the biggest story, the biggest storyline surrounding Rutgers right now, your quarterback of the future. And what you saw against Michigan was you saw how good he could be. And the bad was so far in the other direction. I mean, those were three really bad picks he threw, and they were crushing picks. You know, so you saw those throws he made in the first half. You saw how far he has to come in the second half. And now I think over the next three weekends, People need to see that kind of come together a little bit. You know, the the good and the and the bad kind of kind of meet in the middle and and let's find a nice comfort zone with this kid and and see what he can do moving forward. You know, the thing is too is that the last couple of weeks and you know, this is a byproduct of who Rutgers was going up against Minnesota and Michigan, you know, very good run defenses, but they have not been able to run the ball with any kind of effectiveness. And obviously the loss of Sam Brown, who is averaging about five yards a carry, that hurt. Um, but Rutgers has got to do a better job at running the football. And it hasn't been doing that. You know, it's going to get a, a shot this week, and we'll talk more about this, you know, in the, later on in the show against Michigan State, who's, who's you know, has not played that well defensively this year. But when you don't run the football, and, and Greg Shiano, you know, he, he mentioned this on Monday when we talked to him, that that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. You know, it's just it's and you know that's that's a lot on a 19 year old kid to have to run an offense that is just you know right now or the last couple of weeks has just been kind of way too one dimensional and and really it hasn't even been that effective at that. So it has got to get better at running the ball and and that's I think is a big key this weekend. Yeah, and I, I think running the ball. 
You know, and I, I think Rutgers defense got put in a lot of bad positions. And then in the second half, you know, it, it, it just got away from them at the end. But, uh, you know, it, it would be nice to see. I think everyone needs to see a nice bounce back performance for that group. But I think overall they have played pretty well this year. And it's, it's hard to really hang that Michigan loss on them. So I think between the running game and, and the ability of this defense to kind of bounce back and make a little bit of a statement on the road in this game, you know, I think there's a lot of things that people are going to be looking for and a lot of things that are going to be kind of interesting. No doubt. Michigan State, you know, looking ahead, that is a vulnerable team. They, they just beat Illinois, you know, which is ranked number 16th in that game last weekend. But, you know, I think that they're definitely they've had their fair share of struggles. And it's, you know, you look at the Michigan State team uh, compared to last season. And this is not this is not certainly not playing up to that level, anything close. So, you know, I do think that this is an opportunity for Rutgers and to learn more about what has really cost Michigan State. And, you know, kind of get into details of the Spartan situation. We talked to Reiner Saban from the Detroit Free Press. He covers Michigan, he covers Michigan State and the Big Ten football, and he provided a lot of great insight into what's costing the Spartans a season. And we're joined now by Reiner Sabin from the Detroit Free Press. He covers Michigan State and Michigan and Big Ten football. Reiner, thanks so much for being on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So just looking ahead to this weekend's Michigan State Rutgers game, obviously, you look at the Spartans this year, they haven't had quite the success that they had last year when they were 11-2, and went to the Peach Bowl. I guess if you can summarize, what's been the biggest issue with Michigan State this year in your mind? I mean, obviously the loss of Kenneth Walker the third was a was a real blow to the team. Essentially, I mean, he he kind of created the entire um, way of uh, their uh, or allowed the way that they wanted to play to kind of materialize, which just you know them being able to run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, and then that kind of uh, mitigated the exposure of the defense on the opposite side because they kind of play a bend of break defense are on the field a lot. In fact, I think they defended the most plays even last year in the entire football bowl subdivision. So, um, but he at least mitigated that effect a little bit, but they haven't been able to stay on the field as much. And then the defense has been, you know, exposed and um, kind of been dragged across up and down the field by some of these teams. And it just kind of snowballed. And so you didn't, get what Mel Tucker likes to call complimentary football. And so it's, it's just become a kind of a, a, a big, uh, you know, downfall for the entire team from, from what they did last year and what they were able to do to what is, what it looks like now. How has Peyton Thorne grown from last year? I, honestly, a lot of people think he regressed. I mean, in some ways with the, with the footwork and I think, you know, again, you know, the offensive line has had, a you know, a lot to do with that, too. I mean, the pass blocking hasn't been as strong as it was uh, last year. Um, you know, that was always that was a question mark going into the season and it's proven to be uh, an issue kind of throughout. It got a little bit better in the last couple of weeks and Peyton Thorne's performance has improved as a result. But, you know, again, the absence of Kenneth Walker, I mean, they, they did a lot of play action last year, downfield strikes. And, uh, you know, they, they were largely successful on flea flickers. And, um, and I think they ran one against uh, Rutgers last year for, for a touchdown to, uh, I think it was Speedy Naylor uh, in the first quarter last year. So, um, you know, they, uh, that was a, you know, a large component of their game. And they haven't been able to create that because they really have no running game. And so, uh, you know, again, it goes back to Walker. And I think that's directly affected Thorne's performance this year. 
Reiner, obviously Rutgers offense has had its share of struggles this year. And, you know, you look at this Michigan State defense, I know it's had its its fair share of struggles. So it's going to be, you know, maybe an opportunity for the Charlotte Knights to get something going. But, you know, you have a story out today that's, you know, about Michigan State starting to blitz more. Um, I guess kind of what is sparking that sort of change in that adjustment and that aggressiveness and, and has it, how has it worked so far? I think they realize that, you know, their their way of doing it before, which, you know, Mel Tucker likes to call it rush and cover, basically rush four guys, you know, drop everybody else in, in coverage and play that way, really wasn't effective. They were getting, again, burned up and down the field. Um, you know, there were huge gaping zones uh, in, in, the, um, in the defense and such. And so, like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're kind of – your back's against the wall, I mean – I think you're you're and you're left with little recourse, but to try something different. I mean, and then so they look like they've decided to try to try to blitz more. They in the Wisconsin game they went to more of a four three look out of the you know the the standard uh, base nickel package that they that they run, and so uh, so they've kind of changed up the the personnel and the formations, and you know maybe throwing a little more blitzing into it and. Um, and they look a lot better, honestly. I mean, they, they've, uh, the, again, the amount of points they've allowed in regulation has plummeted uh, these last three Big Ten games versus the first three. Reiner, what's been the, the mood of the team since the, the whole tunnel incident with Michigan? Yeah, I mean, I actually think they have pretty good leadership uh, at the top. I mean, Thorne's a good leader, and Xavier Henderson, the safety, is a, is a very good leader, and I think They've been kind of able to kind of um, weather the the fallout from the tunnel incident at Michigan, where you had eight defenders uh, suspended, including three starters, uh, most notably J- Jacoby Winman. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, those were big losses. But I mean, I think you know, last week going on the road to Illinois and beating that team uh, in the way that they did was a testament to, I guess, the leadership and you know, uh, Mel Tucker's ability to kind of block out things and kind of keep that process oriented uh, mentality that he picked up from Nick Saban um, uh, at first at uh, well at Michigan State when he was a grad assistant and then at LSU and then later on in Alabama. So I think, you know, that kind of mentality served them well uh, going in, going into that game and, and carrying forward. You mentioned this. You mentioned the suspensions there. Um, Were there guys that really had to step up, uh, you know, to kind of offset those suspensions? Oh, for sure. I mean, like Aaron Brule is one of them. I mean, he was a transfer from Mississippi State. He really he was their best performing player. He's a linebacker for them, and uh, he stepped up. And you know, Cal Holiday. It looks a little, you know, like he's uh, played a lot better uh, to. this last game, uh, you know, a little bit more of a attack minded put uh, mentality that he showed uh, maybe than he had in previous weeks. And so, um, and then of course, uh, you know, Xavier Henderson really played, played well. And even some, you know, some of the guys in the secondary, um, you know, they kind of held the, you know, held the Illinois at bay um, maybe more so than, you know, they were holding other teams at bay, I guess, you know, early on in the season. So I think they just overall, I mean, you kind of saw better performances at all three levels. I mean, where maybe players were, you know, kind of playing above their, above their uh, um, potential or what, or where they had been playing before, um, you know, earlier in the season. 
What's the status of those suspensions going into Saturday? We, we talked to Greg Schiano on Monday, and he said that they're basically preparing for everybody. Um, right. I guess from, from from what you know so far, is there a chance of any of those suspensions ending, or is this going to continue? Yeah, I think it's a it's a day to day thing. That's what Mel Tucker said yesterday, and I think you know they're kind of playing it uh, day by day in the sense that um, it's, it truly is indefinite, um, and uh, you know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some resolution in the very near future as far as like where this thing is is going totally. I mean, the, the, at least the police investigation and maybe, you know, again, I don't know. I mean, the, the strange thing is the Big Ten's been rather silent on the whole matter, um, you know, since it happened. And I guess just finally, Reiner, what's your what's your prediction for, for Saturday? Well, I mean, you know, I think, you know, uh, it, I mean, based on the result uh, on Saturday, I think Michigan State probably pulls it out by in a one-score game. But I think it's going to be nip and tuck all the way. I mean, look at the way that Rutgers played against Michigan for a half. I mean, you know, and who knows? I mean, maybe that would have continued if, you know, the, the interceptions and the flurry of interceptions didn't happen in the third quarter and such because, you know, it seemed like uh, Rutgers and, you know, Chiano had a really good defensive game plan. And I assume they'll come with some similar stuff uh, – you know, and game plan pretty well as they usually do for, um, you know, these different offenses. It should definitely be an interesting day on Saturday in East Lansing. Forecasts are saying it's going to be a cold one, so that'll throw some interesting conditions into it also. Reiner, we appreciate you being on with us, and thank you for your insight and your help. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, Steve, as we look at the Michigan State game now, and uh, you know, we heard what Reiner thinks is going to happen in his prediction – what are you kind of expecting? What do you want to see? What do you think this game is going to going to lead to for Rutgers? Well, it's an interesting situation in that you're facing a team that has a lot of distractions right now. You know, you look back at the at the Michigan Tunnel incident. Uh, there's still an ongoing investigation in that. Players have been suspended, and their status for this game is unclear. You know, there there was some other stuff this week with you know. A, uh, you know, a lawyer for, for one of the players speaking out and there's, you know, potential lawsuits hanging here. So there's a lot going on that can take away from what's going on in the field. Now, clearly Michigan State shows it, it, its resilience last week in coming back with that win over Illinois. That was, I mean, I don't think anybody expected that, but they turned in a great performance. Now, you know, was that just, you know, the, really just trying to rise above everything last week and now you're letting down this week? Well, we'll see. But I think there is a lot going on that could really distract uh, Michigan State in this game. So clearly working for Rutgers' favor. But of course, these are two teams that are in exactly the same situation at four and five. You know, you've Rutgers, let's face it, it's going to be really tough to be Penn State a week from now. So you better win this game. And, and Michigan State is in very much the same situation. So I, I really think it is going to take Rutgers running the ball, being able to run the ball against a Michigan State defense. That is not as good against the run as Minnesota. That is not against, as good against the run as Michigan was. This is where you're really going to have to run the ball and take the pressure off Gavin Wimsett. And I think they will be able to do a little bit better with Avery Young coming back. You know, I think I think they should be able to move the ball. And as I said earlier, I think the defense can do a decent job against this Michigan State team. You know, and and again, it's a team they beat two years ago to open the season. Um, so I, I don't think it's out of the question. In fact, 
I'm thinking Rutgers can pull this off, and I think it would be a huge win for Rutgers. You, you know, put them within a game of being bowl eligible. I am going to go with Rutgers 24, wow. Michigan State 21. Wow, Steve going with the Scarlet Knights. How about that? I, I you know what? I, I like it. I like it. I don't think it's that it's that far out of the realm possibility. Um, you know, Michigan State, as I said earlier, is vulnerable. They've had a really, you know, it's been an up and down year. Um, and I agree with you, Steve. I think that this is, you know, we talked so much earlier in the season about opportunities for Rutgers, right? You, this is a chance now, or they're at the point where they should be able to beat the struggling Big Ten teams. Um, and obviously they had a huge missed opportunity, we all know, against Nebraska. They were able to beat Indiana. Now you have another team, and Michigan State still has talent. We're not saying that they're not talented, but they're still just very, they're a very vulnerable team. And defensively, they're giving up, you know, 26 points a game. Um, you know, and I think the big stat, and, and you mentioned the need to run the ball, is they're giving up 166.9 rushing yards a game. I mean, this is a big chance for Rutgers. And you mentioned having Aaron Young back, and he he's, his role is getting bigger and bigger as he kind of comes back from that injury. And, you know, Kyle Manungai and Al Shadi Salam, you know, this is a big chance for those guys to really get something going. And as you said, too, take pressure off Gavin Wimsett. I, I think that this is another big opportunity for Rutgers to go on the road and, you know, hey, they won their, I mean, it, almost you can't even compare the situations, but it would be kind of interesting if they went back to Michigan state and won, you know, after, you know, kicking off the Greg Shiana, Greg Shiana, we were at 2.0 a couple of years ago with a win there. Uh, it would be kind of fitting if they went back and got another victory. But, you know, I, I do think that this is another chance for Rutgers to, to really take advantage of a team that's struggling. They're at the point now where we've said it before, and they're not going to beat the upper echelon teams in the big 10, but they can beat the struggling ones. And I think that this is another good opportunity. That being said, until I see, you know, Gavin Wimsett really, you know, have a clean, consistent game where he's not turning the ball over, um, it's going to be tough for me to say that Rutgers is going to be able to get that win. So I'm going to go Michigan State 21, uh, Rutgers 17. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to go right down, you know, almost you know, to the final minutes. Um, but I think Michigan State ends up getting the, getting the win. Well, I, I can see it. I mean, listen, this is uh, – I, I think our, our friends at Typico Sportsbook have it as an 11 11- – point uh i think michigan state is 11 point favorite in this game so uh, it it's not like some of the other games where Rutgers clearly people think they cannot win the game i mean this is this is a game if they play well you could make a case and if 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 they were to win you know what a change in the vibe just around this program for the next two weeks it's definitely going to be an interesting game on saturday there's no doubt about it and the weather conditions are going to be cold Forecasts are predicting about 39 degrees. Um, so, you know, welcome to the Big Ten, Gavin Wimsett. This is what you're going to be facing a lot, you know, in the future. So we'll have coverage of the game on NorthJersey.com, APP.com. So keep following us, keep reading us. And next week, I'm very happy to say that Ryan Ross will be back in the hosting seat. And I will be very, very glad to hold, hand that roll back over to him. So, Ryan, come back quickly. We need you. Talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks.